Welcome to the Successful Male Podcast. My name is Ron Mahotra. I'm a wealth, success, mindset, and leadership coach and the founder of the Successful Male Movement. In the Successful Male Podcast, we bring inspiring achievers who will help you unlock your inner game changer that wants to play big. The Successful Male Podcast is a show where we highlight the accomplishments of men who are doing amazing things with their life. The show where we share the stories, ideas, and philosophies of highly successful men who went after their goals with courage. The show where we highlight those men who use their highest vision to bring value to others. And the show that seeks not only to motivate and inspire, but transform, so you too can think big, live bigger, and lead with your highest vision. Thanks for spending some time with me today. I hope you find this episode inspirational. Welcome to the Successful Male Podcast. This is your host, Ron Malhotra. As you know, I'm always looking for guests that are you know, out there in their particular space and they're making an impact or they're having some sort of influence or they're making a difference. The criteria for being a guest on the Successful Male Podcast is very simple. Men that are living their life's purpose, finding ways to maximize their potential and making a difference. Today, I've got with me Yuri Kruman from the United States, from Brooklyn, and um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a privilege to have him on board. He um, is somebody that is, is in the entrepreneurship space. And what he, and I like the angle that he's taking because, you know, uh, entrepreneurship is a tough game. And one of the things I have realized in my time as an entrepreneur is that if you get into entrepreneurship just for money, you're not going to sustain and you're not going to last. And the thing that I like about Yuri's message is he brings, he merges the personal with the business. Uh, you know, he just said to me before that his life mission statement is to help people, you know, the, the individual, he, he gets the individual side right before he go, goes into the entrepreneurship space. And then, of course, he helps them become successful in business. So, Yuri, welcome to the Successful Mail podcast. How are you today? Doing well. Thank you so much for having me on, Ron. It's really a pleasure. It's my pleasure. So just give us a bit of a background, quick background in your own words. What are you doing right now? And then we'll go into why you're doing this. Sure. So to give you some background, I'm in my fifth career and I finally figured out exactly what my point here is on earth. And that is to, as you said, to help people figure out their life mission, how to pursue it and how to monetize it. And um, in my company, which is called uh, Master the Talk Consulting, I help um, people that are, let's say, in their mid-career. They might be working in a large bank or you know, large corporation, and they're tired of it. They don't want to put on the face every morning anymore. They want to get the hell out. They want to go do something that they're really passionate about, that they're connected to, that relates to their life mission. And often they're feeling really stuck, and uh, they don't really know how to move forward. Right? Moving forward means you know who you are, you know where you need to go, and then you can plug in the tactic and tactics and strategies to actually get the results that you need in a reasonable time frame. So and how did you, yep, that's fantastic. Cause well, I, you, you hear statistics yep. and they say that 70% of people um, are unhappy in their jobs. And this is an American statistic. And I don't mm -hmm. doubt that it's going to be um, too dissimilar in, in Australia or even other parts of the world. Um, tell us before we go into why so many people get stuck in that space, I want to know why did you decide to make this your life mission statement? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, sometimes they say uh, you choose your life mission. Other times it chooses you. In this case, it definitely chose me. Um, after going through careers in neuroscience and then law, then finance and then startups, I finally realized that those four things fit into who I am, 
how I see the world, how I process information, how I make decisions. And um, I've always been doing what I do now. I just never thought that it was my mission or it was monetizable. It was something that was sitting on the edge of my nose the whole time. But I'm, I'm always looking outside. Who am I? What am I? What am I meant to do? And it turns out that the two things that are most important to my practice and to who I am are language and psychology. Because that is, those are the lenses I've always used to look at other people and look at what's happening in the world, right? Meaning I'm an immigrant, someone who came from Russia and grew up in Kentucky and eventually made his way to New York. You know, how do I understand the people that I live with that are around me that are completely different from, let's say, people that I know as a kid? Right. They love basketball, whereas uh, there was hockey or other things, right? Um, and so on and so forth. So I need to learn the language that the audience, the people that I communicate with, speaks. And I have to understand how they think. In order to be effective as a communicator, in order to add value to others, in order to be able to help them. And that's ultimately what I think every person's mission is. You have to help improve the human condition in some particular way. That's, I love, I love the fact that you've got so much clarity now. Well, congratulations on being able to identify your life mission statement. I know that for some people it never happens. And, yeah. uh, but you need to obviously be thinking and you need to be seeking to find that space where your purpose, your passion, and your profit come together, which is the monetizing bit that you talked about. But why is it that so many people get stuck in dead-end jobs or you know, uh, jobs that are not inspiring to them where it's not the job that they really designed for. Why does that happen? Well, part of it is because I think most of us grow up, whether we're immigrants or, or not, with this idea that we need a degree in order you know, to get to the next level, have a good job, have a good salary, have a you know, three-bedroom house with a two-car garage and you know, 3.2 kids, whatever it is. So part of it is from our parents who want the best for us. They want us to have stability. Stability means... Being frankly, you know, boring and conventional because that's <laughs> means not taking uh, too many risks and not going out on a limb, so the limb might break and it might you know, might get hurt and you might not become what you're meant to become. So there's there's that component of parents doing what they do. Then there's also you know when you become an adult and you just sort of get used to a certain lifestyle, you get used to a certain group of people around you. It's you know, in a way, it's easy because you don't need to reshuffle everything and, and try to cut away things. It's, it's much easier to just say, you know what, okay, you know, I'll do my job, I'll do it well, and I probably should get promoted, I probably should get a higher, you know, paycheck, et cetera, et cetera. So most people just kind of get stuck in this uh, paradigm between, okay, I have bills to pay, I have obligations to my family, and, you know, I seem to be okay at this. I'm not, I'm not too terrible. Maybe I'm even pretty good at it. But you know, eventually something starts, you know, burning inside that, okay, this isn't for me. I, I mean, maybe I'm not meant to be conventional. I'm not meant to be boring. I have something about me that I have to open up and work on. Maybe that becomes a side business. Maybe that's a passion. Maybe you play guitar or you write poetry or whatever. But most people just keep that a hobby. They keep it as something on the side. And I found that, you know, not only because I'm so, uh, you know, creative or innovative or whatever. It's because life forced me into so many different changes that I had no luxury of getting stuck in place and just sort of going with the flow. Because every time I would do that, I would go to an even lower place. And 
I, I would keep getting stuck in a lower <laughs> and lower um, sphere. And that's that's why ultimately I said, you know what? I don't have a choice. I'm I'm sick of myself. I'm sick of my own hangups and my own issues and all the excuses that I frankly keep making, even if, you know, I have valid excuses. I have a, you know, quarter million in law school loans and uh, I have um, all these crazy career changes and I graduated into the recession and uh, blah, 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 right? I have a lot of things that I can use as crutches, but I just, I got sick of doing it. Mm. That's why I'm here. In a way, it's fantastic when people have challenges and adversities because it kind of, pushes you and compels you to change direction. Mind you, not everyone changes direction because of adversity and challenges. Some people just give up. And, you know, I love the quote by Maslow. You know, he said, at any given point in time, you can either step forward into growth or step back into safety. And, 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 and it's just what you said. Yes, it's the, it's, the, it's the typical conditioning. And it's not just limited to immigrants. It's, limit, it's, it's, it's just a, a byproduct of the industrial revolution where a lot of our parents and grandparents grew up in scarcity. And so they told us and they taught us uh, very early on that, you know, stability is the way. But the problem with stability is what? You're playing the game of life to not lose. You're not really playing the game of life to win, are you? Yep, exactly. Do you ever get questions that people ask you and go, well, yeah, I understand the, the importance of, you know, having my life purpose and living according to my purpose and living my life mission. But the, the, the whole idea of monetizing it doesn't sit right right with me do you ever get that because a lot of people kind of feel oh you know what I, that's not what you, i'm there for you know if it, like you said well the, the decision to pursue your life's purpose or your life mission is a heart-based decision mm-hmm. so when, when people talk about monetizing it why monetize it and is there something is there anything wrong in monetizing it i'm glad you asked this i was just on another podcast uh, this morning it's uh, in, in the self-help space and i i found i was i was one of these people not too long ago, right? I was uh, someone who's starting out as a coach, someone who loves helping people. And I, you know, I wasn't very good at selling. I wasn't, you know, thinking about those things. I just want to help people. Well, the funny thing is the only way to help other people in the best way, number one, you have to help yourself, right? If you're not filling your Maslow's hierarchy of needs, you can't be effective in helping others, right? And on a long-term basis, especially. Secondly, there's, kind of this idea of skin in the game. If your client isn't paying you, if, if they're not in some way putting down a part of themselves that's meaningful, not just time, but money, then they will not have the transformation that they truly need because it's the same idea with a gym membership, right? It's, it's a low cost and you, know, you can go or not go, but if you have accountability, if you have somebody who's not just shepherding you, but leading you very actively sometimes by the hand other times by you know the um something else right uh, as a millstone almost you, you need to have somebody pushing you constantly checking in on you and giving you constant context and perspective on where are you what have you improved what do you need to keep doing on on a certain timeline and a certain budget actually that is the only way to help clients achieve transformation. And I've been on both sides where I think, oh, you know, it's just, uh, I'm being nice and that doesn't work. There's no accountability. The person drops off the face of the earth and you see them, you know, two years later when they check in with you, they're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm still miserable. So that doesn't help anyone. The only way to create lasting change is by charging someone something significant that really means a lot to them because that will be the force that drives them through the whole process. That's what I found. 
I agree with you. It's just that I find so many people have these negative beliefs about commercializing anything. And I just, you know, I love the whole model of, see, for me, yes, if you're just starting a business for money, there's, you know, that doesn't really show a lot of character or soul. Or, mm-hmm. But, but if, you, if you're starting a business, you've taken your vision and you've worked out that you can work, add value to people and, 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 and you're packaging it in a way that you can make money out of it. There's nothing wrong with it. But the reason I wanted to ask you that question is because no doubt you would have had some people um, asking you that question you know, is, is it wrong for me to monetize my passion and, my, and, my, and, and the, the thing that I'm meant to do in life? And so it's good to get your perspective on that. And I like what you said, you know, if you, there's the accountability piece as well. People, when people get something for free, they don't really value it as much and they don't mm-hmm. get value out of it. And that's why university degrees where people pay fee upfront have a much higher probability of the student actually finishing that program as opposed to university degrees where people are paying by installments. So there is something to be said about that accountability piece when people pay. So I like that perspective. Do you help people identify their life mission statement as well? Or do they come to you going, Hey, this is my life mission statement. Show me how to commercialize it. For the most part, I get people that have some elements of the puzzle in place, right? They've thought about what it is that they're meant to do. They thought about, you know, what is their, what are their passions and, Maybe they even have something going on the side, but it's it's not to a point where it's serious. They don't have a plan. They don't have a they don't have an idea of how to grow what they have, and it's just sort of something that's in the background or you know just happening on a low low scale. And I basically help them to break out of that place where they're just you know complacent and they're they're you know they're sort of neither here nor there. And what I do with really all my clients before I do anything else, and this goes for the career side or business coaching side or corporate training. It's, it's all the same, uh, you know, foundation. And that, that involves four pillars. The first one is life mission, right? So when you're away from all the pressures, all the limitations that you have in your life, whether that's, you know, your wife not understanding your passion or it's the mortgage that you have to pay or the screaming kids or maybe your mom said you're no good at math, but you really have a passion for quantifying something what intellectual problem do you choose to solve, right? And this isn't as narrow as, uh, you know, uh, I want to run the numbers on this baseball team. No, and it's not as wide as, um, you know, I want to cure cancer. Okay, well, that's too general, right? So you have to focus on something in the middle. Maybe you want to, um, you know, cure breast cancer because your grandma passed away from it and you have some education, maybe you're studying for a PhD or whatever, that's your mission, okay? Or it could be, I don't know, you're on the, on the boat with uh, Bono and you want to deliver, I don't know, uh, drinking water to Sub-Saharan Africans. Or you know what? It could be something completely different, not sexy, not prestigious. You want to help old ladies cross the street. What do you mean? <laughs> Well, you know what, if that's your life mission, your skills are there and you can find a way to monetize it, then run with it because the money will come, the, the fame will come, whatever it is, you'll become known as the best person at this because that's your life mission. Okay? Number two is values. Looking at the people that you choose to have in your life, they might be mentors, they might be certain kinds of friends, acquaintances, et cetera. What is common to those people that you truly, you truly enjoy spending time with them? Are they kind or generous or hilarious or brilliant or they empower you in some way? Look at, look at that commonality. The third is outcomes. Outcomes looks at not deliverables at work like spreadsheets or reports. It's more about what is the theme of the way that you 
like improving the human condition. Is that through empowerment, you help others through material support, emotional support, whatever support it is to do their life's best work? Or are you someone who's kind of a, you know, an academic? You have a, a certain niche knowledge, I don't know, about the Saudi economy that you love you know, pontificating about, you love writing white papers on, whatever it is. Maybe you're kind of an evangelist slash visionary, always running around persuading people, invest in me, come work with me, advise me, I, I need you on my team. Or maybe you're a no-nonsense operator. Maybe you're someone who says, you know what, I just want to get SHIT done. You know, forget left, forget right. Let's get straight to it, um, et cetera, et cetera, right? And role, of course, plays with, with the same idea of outcomes. And, you know, you have, to, you have to call your natural tendency in any situation by a name, right? Whether it's, uh, like I said, evangelist uh, slash visionary or operator or uh, academic or caretaker, et cetera, et cetera. And you put those four pieces together, life, mission, values, outcomes, and role, and you have a much richer picture of who you are as a human before you ever think about, you know, what business grows out of this or what career grows out of that. And two other pieces also fit into this puzzle. One is negative scripts, the things sitting in your mind that prevent you from actualizing yourself to what you're meant to be. And sometimes you just have to get them out on paper. Maybe you're afraid of failure or success, or, you know, maybe your mom said you're no good at math, like I said. And another piece is founding stories. Founding stories look at a time in your life when you were more idealistic, maybe in a more pure state, let's say maybe before the middle of high school. And uh, in that place, maybe you want to be a doctor because you've always been counseling people. You've always, you know, had health issues as a kid, whatever. And um, those are the sorts of things that you think about. Look at things like what games do you like to play? Is it role-playing games or um, strategy or language or whatever? And, um, you know, you look at how you process information, how you make decisions, who are your mentors. That really gives a fantastic picture of who you are, how you do things. And that leads us to what you're meant to do in, in life and in what form. I love that. It's a really powerful model. And the thing is, so there is, it's good to know that there is a way that people can do this because one of the biggest objections you get is, oh, you know, I've had to think about it, but I can't really work it out. And I say to people, how long did you spend working out? And do you, and this is a good, because these are a great set of questions that you just talked about. Mm -hmm. And so many people, their education is restricted to a skill rather than education of the self, which, you know, you have to reflect inwardly. You've got to spend some time asking yourself the tough questions and, you know, I'm, I'm a, a living example of somebody who in a short, few short years was able to go from being in a dead-end job, even though I had financial security, I wasn't inspired, to being mm -hmm. able to become wildly successful in business the way I wanted and, and design my whole lifestyle around it. And that's why I'm so passionate about this whole thing. But I had to go through that internal journey that you just talked about, not in the way, not in so structured as you mm -hmm. put it, which is a fantastic process for people to go through. And I strongly believe, and I'd love to know your opinion on this, that that is the most important work you can ever do in life, figuring out exactly who you are and not letting your identity be defined by your culture or your beliefs or your religion or your name or your occupation, but doing that work that you just talked about first. Yep. So look, um, every human is very complex and you know we all go through periods of upheaval in our life and, you know, 
I think in in college and in our early twenties, most of us believe that somehow we're very special butterflies, and um, you know that we we see something truly unique and and brilliant, and you know we want to run with that idea. And then we quickly realize there's nothing new under the sun, and that's okay. You know, every person is meant to process the same sets of information differently, and to do something different with what they encounter, the the people that they meet, the jobs that they have, experience that they gather. So my my sort of um, you know mission here is to help people coalesce around language and psychology, right? Both internally understanding what is going on in their head, what where is their language coming from, what part of that is you know from parents or mentors or you know professors or whatever have you, where is that coming from? What's helpful? What's not helpful? And the parts that are not helpful to get them out, to understand that this is not unique to you. Everybody goes through this kind of terribly banal stuff. And once people realize that, that, okay, you know, um, it's, it's about the way that I frame my world through my own language and psychology that's truly interesting. It's not about the information. It's not about the experience that really is, is the brilliance, right? The special part is given your lenses through which you see the world and through which you process everything going on, what can you do with that, right? Given, given the same kinds of inputs. And I think for me, that's, that's where the key lies to transformation, to finding your mission and to doing what you love. You have to develop your own language and psychology around how you process everything going on. I think it's so important because it gives you so much clarity as well. Mm-hmm. Do you find that once you've taken people through this process of understanding the scripts that are going on in their head and coming up with the language, does it help them deal with their fears better and move forward and actually move away from um, jobs that are uninspiring and really start to move towards their zone of genius or their passion or their purpose? Yeah. I mean, look, um, a lot of different clients come to mind, but uh, one I have right now, you know, she's someone who went through a lot of upheaval, just thrust upon her. Parents moved uh, to Europe, uh, parents uh, divorced because of this or that, infidelity. And uh, she's always been someone who just sort of is thrust in a place and has to make the best of it. Right? And a person like that, and again, I'm speaking from my own experience as well, you know, a child of divorce and immigration and a lot of crazy things, right? Um, when you live in your mind and you, you feel that there aren't many people who understand you, once you have someone, you know, in my case, it's me, it's a, it's a coach or, you know, coaches I've had, etc. Someone who gets you, who listens, who sees the themes in your life that exist through, you know, you know, for thousands and millions of other people and says, listen, I get it. I know where you're coming from. I feel your pain, but ain't nothing special there. <laughs> You need to just see yourself as, you know, see the best in yourself, forgive yourself. Everyone makes mistakes. Figure out what, you know, what is your vessel? The vessel that, you know, if you believe in a deity, right? Where, where is your blessing reside? Your blessing is skills, experience, uh, capabilities, et cetera. So what are you meant to do with this vessel, which may look broken, maybe, you know, child of divorce, or you made a lot of mistakes, doesn't matter, right? Your vessel is your own thing. Nobody can, can touch that or explain it away or anything like that. So with, with that something unique, 
you know, and all the all the other baggage is, is not unique, it's terribly banal, right? So with the vessel that you have in the current state that it is, what can you do? Where can you go in order to build something that is truly yours? People really resonate with this kind of message that, you know, it's okay if I've made mistakes, it's okay if I'm, you know, working in a dead end job. It's it's okay. It's it's normal. You know, again, millions of people go through this. I don't need to have this weighing on my mind all the time. Let me occupy myself with building, not destroying myself. You know what I like about you is I'm, I'm just listening to you and observing the fact that you bring a lot of compassion and social intelligence into these interactions. Because for a lot of people that have not run businesses, business is a hardcore game. They perceive it to be, oh, you know, it's not for me because you need to be cutthroat. And I like the fact that you have blamed so much heart into this business world because it really needs it. You know, business yeah. for so long has just been a profit-seeking endeavor. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, again, I'm coming from a world where it's all about, <clears throat> excuse me, listening and compassion and understanding humans because I had no choice. You know, again, I'm thrust into a place where I have no clue what is Kentucky like, right? What, what who are these Americans? You know, we have a completely different picture of who are Americans. You know, streets are paved with gold and blah, 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 right? Russian Soviet propaganda. And you get into a new place as a kid and you're quickly, you know, you learn the language, you see that kids play basketball, so you go learn play basketball. And so I've, I've picked up that ability to adjust very quickly, whether it's learning the language or understanding, you know, what sports people play, what do they care about, what are the TV shows that are on. Even if, you know, I was always that kind of like nerdy, brainy, uh, geeky kid that's, you know, just doing his work, getting his A's and everyone's like, oh, okay, cool, all right. It's nice. So I went from that to being more, more social because I just, I, I need to kind of express who I am and what, you know, uh, maybe I wrote uh, two books and whatever, but I've always liked to counsel people, right? So for me, it was important to ingratiate myself into any group. And in, at the same time, in every group, I've always been an insider outsider, right? I learned quickly the language and psychology, but I'm always an observer. And at some point, you get to a place where, okay, I'm good at counseling, I'm good at listening, but I bloody need to make money. <laughs> I need to put food on the table for my family. I need to pay my loans. I live in New York. It's very expensive. So in a way, you know, you go from that kind of very human side toward the business side. Because most people think, you know what, I'm just going to jump headlong into negotiation and, and, you know, being a cutthroat, whatever. And it's not effective because they gloss over the human side. Hmm. And you really need both. You cannot operate in business. Or I think, frankly, in life, not everything has to be business. And, you know, you need to be able to negotiate any situation, any relationship, any kind of deal. But you need to have the back and forth. You need to have clarity on who you are and what are your strengths and what you bring to the table, your value just as you need to be clear on the value that the other side is getting. And that's when the negotiation really gets interesting. Then it's not about your emotions. It's not about, uh, you know, some kind of high theoretical um, nonsense that doesn't matter. It's, it's about, you know, your value, you know how you can help someone either it clicks or it doesn't. You know, we have, we talk about this paradigm of hell yes or hell no. Right? It's a very powerful paradigm, which actually relates to this idea of knowing your life mission. Because if you're very clear on who you are, where you're meant to go, even if you don't know the exact pathway or maybe you make mistakes, you can quickly index whatever situation or relationship or business deal 
against that life mission, against the rest of the four pillars, and say, hell yes or hell no, just as you would with someone that you're dating. It should not be this kind of vacuous gray space. Either hell yes, I'm going to go for it, or hell no, thank you, adios. Well, that's why Walt Disney said, you know, when values are clear, decision-making is easy. And I think working out your life mission statement will just avoid the drifting in life. You know, you, you start becoming clear on your, your course. And, and what you're doing makes sense. I mean, I don't know how for so long we've been living in a world of capitalism where there was absolutely no social conscience. But now it's nice to see this model of social capitalism, you know, emerging. But there's so many people that are still stuck in the old way of thinking. And I like the fact that people like you, leaders like you are uh, at the forefront of causing that change by having those conversations and making people realize that there is an alternative model. You don't have to be stuck in a dead end job. You don't have to be the cutthroat business guy. You can integrate the human side with the business side. I love that. I love that. So for the guys that are listening to this, there's so many people I know in our community that would love to do something that inspires them and be able to commercialize it. Because that's, to me, that's the ultimate success is when you can blend your purpose, what you're born to do, your passion, what you love to do and make a profit out of it. So you can have the lifestyle that you want. And you, as you said, you can, you know, you can, you can fill up your own cup before you start pouring into others. To me, that's the ultimate lifestyle. What would be your, the biggest piece of advice for somebody that's sitting there going, yeah, it's all, well and good for you to say this, Ron, you know, you're running the successful mail or it's good for you to say this, Yuri, you know, mm-hmm. you're a neuroscientist, you've done neuroscience, you've got the finance background, but this is not going to work for me. What would you say to people like that? I would say that everyone and everything is a mentor. It doesn't have to be you or me. It can be a thousand other podcasts, it could be a million different books, it could be articles, it could be conversations, relationships, everything and everyone is a mentor. It could be for the good, it could be for the bad. The key thing to understand when you're stuck is that nothing that you're experiencing is terribly novel or unique. All you have to do is go and learn from the masters, those that have gone from where you are to a much better place where they're not just surviving, they're thriving. And you apply the principles that you learn from those people and again, there's, there's always someone who comes from a poorer background, from a much worse situation in life to make it, you know, at least as far as you want to make it. So, you know, if you can't identify with someone who, I don't know, looks like me or looks like you or someone else, go find a hero. Go find, I mean, it doesn't have to be a hero, just a model for you to follow to get from where you are now to where you want to go. So, you know, if, if it's not someone in the room where you're in or your neighborhood, then go read a book, go listen to a podcast, go on a TV show, whatever it is. Find the person that looks like he or she has that very similar pathway. Learn from them for the good and the bad. Always be learning both, right? Some really brilliant people do horrible things and some really not such uh, not so successful people do brilliant things, Right. So you don't always know where the learning will come from for you. But if you have that mindset that I need to learn from everyone and everything, that is truly where you will find success sooner or later. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing also is don't stop seeking. Like just because you haven't found the answer now, just keep learning, keep seeking, because that's what you did. That's what I did. I couldn't settle not knowing what my truth was. Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's frustrating. It's a confu- I don't know how it was like for you. I went through a tremendous amount of confusion. 
and pain Absolutely. and frustration trying to work out what I'm here for. It's not easy, but it's worthwhile. It's very hard. And look, the, the thing is, it's still a work in progress. I think most people don't understand this. They think, oh, Steve Jobs, Elon Musk, oh, they have it all figured out. Everything is magic. And, you know, no, <laughs> they keep working on it, right? Those, those that are in the game still, they always want to get better. Not because it's a game. Don't do something because it's a game. Go find your truth. What is the truth for you, for your vessel, for your world? That's your job. Keep working on it. You know, I'm, I'm working on this every day. I'm still incredibly flawed. I still have a lot of problems that I need to solve for myself and for other people. But I'm trying. I'm trying my best. That is all you can do in the end. You can try your best. Regardless of what situation you're in, what resources you have, what's holding you back or, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Do the best with what you have. Don't look at others. Don't look left. Don't look right. Your own potential is the only stick against which you should measure yourself. That's it. I love that. That's so much wisdom right there. That is so much wisdom because a lot of people do compare themselves with others and it's not a perfect journey, but the key is don't stop seeking and don't stop evolving. Yuri, I want to honor what you've done for yourself and what you're doing for others. Um, and the wisdom that you brought to this um, this interview, uh, it's always nice to see somebody that has gone through the journey. I like the humanness. I like the fact that you know you're not pretending to be somebody that's got it all worked out. But you, you, as you said, it's a work in progress. I'm a work in progress. But the thing is, it's a journey, right? That's why that that's why they say it's not the destination. I wonder if you ever get to the destination. It's just the journey. But this is an incredible journey, and I think we're very blessed that uh, despite our setbacks and challenges, we were, we've were we been able to at least get an idea of where we're heading. And of course, that's going to change as we keep evolving. Thank you so much. Um, if people want to find out more about you or your services, or um, I know you've written, you said you've written a couple of books as well. How yeah. can they find out more about you? So feel free to visit my website. It's uh, masterthetalk.com. And, um, you know, it talks a lot about my... Uh, business coaching and career coaching and everything else that I do. And um, very simply, feel free to email me anytime directly at uh, Yuri, Y-U-R-I, at masterthetalk.com. And I'm very responsive. I love talking to different people. For me, it's all about the stories, right? How, you know, what is interesting about this person's story and how can I help to improve their trajectory to where they're meant to go? It was a pleasure to have you on and thank you so much. Thank you, Ron. It's really a pleasure. 